When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Hello and welcome to Sentimental Garbage, the podcast where we talk about the culture we love that society sometimes makes us feel ashamed of. My name is Caroline and I'm only cryptic and Machiavellian because I care. Joining me is the eternal sexy baby, Jennifer Cowney. It's me, hi. You're the problem. It's me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So today we're talking about the album Midnight's by Taylor Swift. This is the second Taylor Swift episode I've done on this podcast. And on top of that, I think I've made lots of like asides about her as well. I think I've definitely spoken to you about Taylor Swift yes. on at least two or three separate occasions. <laughs> yes, on the so. Wild Garbage episodes, yes. um, which are always a delight. And I think it's like, you know, it, Taylor is the same age as us. And she's, you, unfortunately, I'm an <laughs> aged crone. She's actually between our two ages, oh, which I she? think is nice. Yeah, oh. I'm 33, she's, she's 34. Little, she's a middle sister. And you're 36. Is that okay to yes, say? Yes, I think that's fine. Yes. <laughs> um, but... I feel like I make frequent asides to her because she almost feels like a friend of a friend at this point because she's been alongside, um, you know, our journeys or Mm. something. And the other day, you and I were having lunch, a lovely bank holiday lunch. Beautiful. At our mutual friend Ella Risbridge's house. And everyone, talk naturally turned to our dear friend Taylor Swift's. (laughs) How's she doing, Taylor? How's she doing? After the breakup. And the breakup and all this and what's she going to do now? And then you said something that like really turned the day into a different kind of day. It really did go into it. It was a whole new phase after this point. Yeah, it got deep. It got rabid. Um, and what you said was um, everyone is talking about what songs Taylor Swift is going to release next. And nobody's talking about the album we just had. And the fact that like when you get to a certain age in relationships, you know the end is coming far before you know the end is coming. Yes. Basically, I think that's the idea that everyone has already started going, oh my God, I can't wait for her breakup album. Yeah. And the thesis is, this is her breakup album. Yes. Midnight's is the album of a very, I think to any millennial woman, familiar experience of this relationship isn't going well. I kind of would like it to still keep going, but I know I'm going to have to dump yeah. myself. I am going to have to dump myself. And th- and I fully believe that the great American novel of Midnight's <laughs> is about a woman who, even if she hasn't fully, fully got there and hasn't done it yet, knows she is going to have to dump herself soon. Yeah. And you know what? The thing is that like when this album came out, um, I really liked it, um, but I also moved on from it fairly quickly. I didn't. Oh, yeah, I know. I know. Which is why you have this thesis that you're going to deliver for us today. Um, I, and I don't, I don't know why exactly. I guess there was like a moodiness to it or there was less to cling on to. Obviously, I loved Antihero and a few other songs, but I moved on from it quite quickly. Um, but the thing is, is that like the sort of autobiography of Taylor Swift and the art of Taylor Swift are these like things that have always worked in tandem, as they do with all art and artists, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's this kind of fascinating thing of like, you don't want to make an artist's work feel trite by saying that like, 
there's like an algebraic equation of being like, yeah. well, X equals an event in their life and Y equals the song and then, you know, whatever, solve for it. And I think people do do that with Taylor Swift. Like they do yeah. look at it as like a kind of game of Cluedo and yeah. they can find out who did what and with which room with what That's weapon. exactly <laughs> it. And, yes. it. and like that is unfair to her. But also, you know, she is at heart a kind of country singer and it is a confessional genre and there is so much of her in her songs with the obvious exceptions of folklore and evermore which yes are, of course her great works of fiction which we enjoyed <laughs> but yeah i think i mean obviously not to go immediately wanky but i do think a new historicist reading of taylor swift is completely appropriate which is to say that the author can never be separated from their context and their personal history and indeed the wider history yeah. um, in which they operate and i think that i think taylor swift is someone that we can do that to. But I think picking up on what you were saying there, when I first heard Midnight's, I loved it, but I also was like, I don't get it. Like, what is yeah. it about? Like, yeah. obviously people were being like, oh, that must be about this guy and this one and this yes. one over the years. And it was like, oh, that doesn't really make sense. And yes. then when the news dropped about Taylor and Joe have gone their separate ways, I was just like, okay, with that tiny last piece of the jigsaw puzzle, this album completely unlocks for me and I know exactly what it's about. And it is the woman who's going to break up with herself. Oh my God. Soon. Okay. So before we, uh, we're going to get into the tracks one by one and we're going to go into a lot of detail. Um, but before I, we launch, I just want to say that like two things I find fascinating about that. First of all, is that like, as I just said, she's our age. She <laughs> is, yeah. And yeah. so what I find really relaxing to think about sometimes when I think about Taylor Swift is that like, she knows exactly as much and as little about men in relationships as we do. Yeah, it's just not all that like, much. Like being a songwriter, it doesn't make you more advanced Mm-mm. or anything. She's in the same puzzles in life as we are which is that like she, you know, she's probably wondering whether she wants to have a baby or whether the guy she just broke up with, whether he's no longer going to be that guy. And and uh, now, who she, does she want that? How many kids did she want? Mm. That kind of stuff. Or and also that thing of like, I also, uh, there's been a big spate of breakups in my immediate and mm. also outer social circles in the last, sort of like I would say six months to a year, like mm-hmm. people who have been with people for a long time suddenly being like no no can't no shan't and a lot of women having to break up with themselves it's always the way it's always the way and like often the thing of like men having like increasingly sort of shitty behavior because mm-hmm. they're just sort of daring their girlfriend to break up with them mm-hmm. because they would rather be a problem than a decision maker do yes. you know what I mean yes and I feel that comes off this album when you listen to that in yeah. this context you know yeah. yeah it does and I just think that like like also the great Great art has great utility. And I think lots of women of our age and of Taylor Swift's age are going through this moment yes. right now where they're like, is them like if they're if they're with someone, are they really my forever person? Or like they're not my forever person and therefore I must start the detangling process and the decoupling process. And I think it is a decoupling process. Mm, I think this is exactly what this album is all about. Yeah. Okay, there was something else I wanted to say, but I forget what it was. I think probably because we talked about this last night, um, and then we had so much wine that it might have faded a little bit um was that obviously we are going to be doing a close textual commentary on midnights and it is all of course conjecture and supposition and um mm-hmm. she's a private person yeah and like i hope none of this feels in any way weird we just like to talk about taylor swift's beautiful album because we bloody love her this she's is great. very much a we don't know the most about taylor swift we feel the most about taylor exactly. Swift situation like, we, we, like... Sort of, we intuit that this is what's happening rather than yes being, exactly like, we... neither of us is on the swifty blogs like yes. looking through all the like rumor stuff i don't know what's going on there those people no. those people um are really intense and i admire their commitment but i could not do it Here, yeah here's the thing i'm not you and i are not swifties mm. we are swiftocrats <laughs> 
I have no interest in like fucking, you know, is she a lesbian because she went to Diana Aragron's birthday oh, party no, no, or whatever. No, 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 no. Like I don't, I, I also think it's like quite violent to sort of incredibly yes. insist that somebody is a sexuality that they have never claimed to yeah. be. Yeah. And I think that like there's a difference between like, oh, finding the clues about someone's life as opposed to insisting that someone fit the narrative that you yes. want them to fit. Like we've done this with like straight actors, uh, like gay actors, we force them to be straight and now we're forcing ostensibly straight Taylor Swift to be gay like I find that very strange yes, and not that, that bit, funny like icky. so if you're coming here for that like you're going to be very badly disappointed yes <laughs> yeah, we're not we're not bloggers we're, we're not we're, we're Swiftocrats do you know yes, what I mean yes. we are not we are <laughs> not on the rumour mill we don't really know anything about Matt Healy we I are don't just, know who that man is you know what fine <laughs> I barely do. He's like he's like a pop star for men, I think. Cool. Okay, cool. Um but um yeah, we're it's this is about feelings and also the we what the feelings we feel are being communicated through a piece of art that Taylor Swift created that we think in the back of her brain she was like, I'm gonna fucking break up with this guy. Yes. I'm gonna exactly. fucking break up with this guy and I don't know what to do about that. And I think that's where the great art has the great utility. And I think if you are are or have been in that situation before where you know you have to break up with someone that you have felt deep love for and who is not cruel to you, mm. then you can find the utility in this piece of art. Yes, you absolutely can. Let's begin. <laughs> Let's dive into, we're going to go in order okay. from start to finish. Mm-hmm. Let's dive into the first track on the album, okay. Lavender Haze. Mm. A beautiful song, I would say. One of yeah. my favourites. A lovely a lovely beat to it. Yeah. Um, and one that I personally, I will not jump ahead too far, I think has to be sort of seen as part of a twin set with Maroon, the track that follows it. Mm-hmm. But I do love Lavender Haze and it is that kind of song around that sort of hopeful early part of a relationship where you're working out what's going on. Mm. And obviously everyone has mentioned it already, the uh, the sort of pressure of, are you going to be yeah. married? Are you going to be wifed up? Are you going to mm. get married to him now? Is this what's happening? Are you together for the rest of your life? Mm-hmm. Um, when she's just like, no, I'm just having a lovely time. Mm-hmm. Just having a nice, let me. Yeah, that's definitely let the, me enjoy the, surf- the surface going. read of that song. The surface read of that But I also think, and this is the thing that I felt even when I first listened to it, there's a few lines in there that are almost like tiny little red flags mm. where I was like, I don't know if I'd want that. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I I, I, and I am obviously, of course, I I wish I could say I could quote Taylor Swift's lyrics from memory, but I can't. Mm -hmm. I do have them in front of me. Mm -hmm. But there's that bit where it's like, um, everyone's talking about me. You weren't even listening. And I was like, I don't know. Do I want my boyfriend to be listening a little bit? (laughs) And when she's like staring at the ceiling, you don't ever say too much. And it's like, again, I've had that experience in Mm -hmm. relationships. And it's never made me be like, what a wonderful man, this man who stares at the ceiling, not talking when I'm going through an incredibly stressful period of my life. Mm. So it's almost like even in there, I feel like she's kind of, it's mostly like, I'm so in love, but it's also peppered with, but there's some weird shit that's not quite laddering up for me. Did you feel that? I think so. I think, so there's this like, the Joe Alwyn references in Taylor Swift's glossary <laughs> makes me always think of, you know how like Donald Trump used to always refer, and he probably still does, to Joe Biden as Sleepy Joe? <laughs> Which I think is yeah. so, it makes me so sad that Taylor, that, that Donald Trump became the uh, worst sort of sitting American president of all time because he could have been just really funny. Yes, it's such <laughs> like, a shame. Sleepy Joe is so funny. Um, but I, when I think about it with Joe Alwyn, I'm like, sim- it's always Simple Joe. 
It is simple, Joe. The way she refers to him is always like, oh, everything's so complicated and I overthink things and I'm overdramatic and yeah. I have, I've got this like hamster wheel brain. But simple Joe is just washing he's dishes just, and planting flowers. Yeah, he's just staring at the ceiling. He doesn't yeah. say too much. He doesn't read into her melancholy. He doesn't do any of those things, which yeah. I kind of would want a partner to do if I'm really honest. Okay. Don't know, I don't know about you. Do you, do you want to be like, yeah. I think you want to be seen by a partner, don't you? And I just feel like it's interesting that this song, which on the surface is a song about just being so in love, yeah. Also the, has so also much Simple Joe in it. So simple much, like, Joe. So much, he doesn't really get me, but I think I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very those girls who are like, we don't have a lot in common and like, we don't socialize together, but we sure do love the same box sets. Like. Exactly. It's that thing of like, we like Netflix and going for walks. That means we're compatible. Everyone likes Netflix and going for walks. Yeah, like, everyone loves travel. Every, everyone loves to go on holiday every <laughs> yeah. once in a while. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's like, I, I do think it's this thing of um, yeah, convincing yourself that someone is the yin to your yang mm. when actually they're just a stranger in your bed. Yes. You know? Not saying too much. Not saying too much. Ceiling. Not even yeah. listening. <laughs> not, but you're not even listening? You, yeah, you don't really read it too? Yeah. 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 Um, mm-hmm. And like... I also think that there's like, because I always read this as being like, because I've been in this this situation before. Oh, I've been where, there. I think we've all been there. No, but I mean, the, the, the surface <laughs> oh, text thing yes. of being like, I've been with somebody for a really long time. A lot of people are like pressuring us or asking when we're going to move on to the next stage of our lives, but we're really happy where we are. Yes. There's that upper level, but it's also like, because the, the musicality and the tone of the song mm. is so melancholy. It's not like yeah. one of those songs off Lover where it's like, I'm just fucking horny and I love to <laughs> love to hang out and kiss my lovely boyfriend. It's like, a, like the In London, <laughs> Riding on my scooter. Um, yeah, it's like, it's like, it's, you know, you don't read into my melancholia and like we're staring at the ceiling. It's like, I want to stay in this lavender haze. The yeah. thing of the lovey buzz thing. Yeah. But I think, I think the haze is already cleared. Yeah. Where it's like, so you, she's trying to get back to something. And she's I also kind of, think. It is a retrospective. This is like, oh, this is how I felt. Yeah. This is how I felt. This is not how I feel right now. And she's yeah. sort of peppering in a little bit of the kind of, the slightly off notes, like the minor yeah. keys where you're like, Ur. a bit like that, you know, the horror film moment where the music starts to turn and you're like, oh, this isn't actually going to end well, is it? When yeah. you emerge from the lavender haze. Right? And like, and also the thing about Hayes is that they're ultimately blinding. They, you know, it's like, well, yeah, it's like you're sort of, um, you know, that thing of like when, when a relationship has started to turn and you're like lying with bed in bed with someone, whether like post, post-coitly or just neutrally, and you're like, who is this you, guy? You, you want it to be like this kind of cheeky, fun, like mm. sort of intimacy thing. And it doesn't, it doesn't feel intimate. It just feels sort of. Like, oh, we're so vulnerable, but, yeah. but it's not vulnerable. It's just alien. Yeah. You know? That is that song. That is that song. And, and I, it's like also like, do I even want to marry this guy? Well, I mean... People she, seem to think we should yeah, get married. It doesn't seem like she wants to. She never did, as far as we know. Yeah. And I don't think she doesn't want to... I don't think she doesn't not want to get married for, like, feminist reasons. No, I think she just didn't want to do it. <laughs> not with him. Yeah. Well, but, I think we should. Yeah. Because I think... And I do firmly believe this, and the more I've thought about it... um, yeah. the more I think it's true that you have to read Lavender Haze in the context of Maroon. Not just because they're both like next to one another on the album. Mm-hmm. The first and the second song. And yeah. they both have sort of a colour in the name. Yeah. But I feel like Maroon is like the inverse of Lavender Haze Go in on. that it is the song about like, oh no, <laughs> this is the end of our relationship. And it's yeah. kind of the looking back and remembering, remembering the nice bits, but you're in the bad bit now. Yeah. And they're yeah. just kind of, 
I think it's interesting that she puts them next to one another right at the beginning to almost be like, this is a story of a man I really loved and had a wonderful relationship with, but then it ended and I'm quite sad about it or I know it's going to end. And those two songs almost like are a little tiny microcosm of the whole album. Because Maroon, I feel like, again, obviously we know Red is a color she loves Mm -hmm. and it's got various connotations that other people would know greater than I do, but I know she's got an album called Red Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of references to Red and Maroon is like a dark red. Yeah. We're in a maroon room right now. Actually. We are in a maroon room. More in the room later. <laughs> <laughs> More on this weird situation later. Because let me tell you guys, it's strange. <laughs> um, and maroon, like again, I feel like when it first came out, I was like, oh, I don't know, is that going to be like Jake? I can't say his surname. Dylan Hall. Gillen Hall. Jake Dylan Hall. Is fine. I know. I know. I just. <laughs> Swedish. I don't been, speak Swedish. Man's been famous for so long. I know, but I just read it. I don't hear it. Um, but it's obviously not. I think it's obviously about the end of her relationship with Joe Alwyn for many reasons. Yeah. One of them being that, like, clearly, whoever this man in this song is, he has a flatmate, and I don't think any of the A-lister <laughs> celebrities she dated before had flatmates. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, and that's always with, like, been the cheap, appeal of Joe. Simple Rose. Joe. Yeah, he's yeah. like, who had cheap ass Rose? Obviously, Simple Joe did. <laughs> Or his roommate did, or flatmate, um, if we're going to be honest about that. And it's just this whole thing of like this, yeah, you know, I loved you and I was dancing with you in New York. I had no shoes on and it was so beautiful. And that just, for me, feels incredibly lover era, like Cornelia Street and all that stuff. Mm. And it's just this thing of like, it's gone a bit sour. and, And I just feel, I feel kind of cold and I feel all this stuff. I mean... Anyone listening to this knows the lyrics of this song, so I shan't be I think it's one of my favourite songs on the album, and it's become my favourite through re-listening. The carnations you You had thought thought were roses, roses. that's us. Yeah. Yeah. It's like we mistook this for something different to what it was. Yeah. It felt so beautiful when it happened and so perfect, and actually over the years, the kind of, the haze is lifted. Yeah. And we see it's similar to, but not quite the same as roses. Yeah, and there's lots of like references to fighting and crying and chatting yes, and stuff. Yes, and, and like rust between telephones, but also just that thing of like, I wake with a memory of me, that's a real fucking legacy. Like there's just yeah. that sense of that she's going to be remembering this. Yeah. This is this has got a long tail on it, this relationship. I don't feel like yeah. she's going to skip on out of it. But I also think that like the the another way in which they are twin songs is that like, I think there's a great... There's a great loneliness to being anyone who's extremely famous. Yeah. But there's a great loneliness to being Taylor Swift in particular, because not only is she alienated by the, like alienated from real people by being incredibly famous, I think she's also alienated from real people because of like how her brain works. I think she's yeah. like, I think it is like 17,000 hamsters on a wheel. I think like <laughs> she, like. Yeah, there's a whole hamster circus in there. There's a hamster fucking flea circus in there, man. Oh. And um, I think that like the, the references to Red, the rust that grew between telephones, all the kind of, all mm. the references to Red or whatever. It's like, when she released that Red album, it was like the, her stratospheric yeah. moment where she hit upon the formula that mm. makes her work relevant and resonant, which is that she is able to sort of just speak art through her life. And yeah. she obviously uses her songs to understand herself and yes. then helps other people and gives entertainment to millions um, through it. And that's lovely. And that's a great purpose. Do you know what I mean? To be yeah. on the world for. Um, but like also it's it's so lonely. And like I think things 
happen to Taylor Swift and she's immediately editorializing mm. them. And I think because, and I like, I'm only saying because I know people who are like this a bit, yeah. but because they're constantly editorializing, they find it really hard to be in the yeah. moment and they become very lonely from yeah. the people they love and are around. So it's like this double isolation thing yeah. of her life, I think, you because know? She's, she's always, I think this songwriting is how she processes stuff, isn't yeah. it? It's like, I don't, her songs are not her diary, but they're also clearly not not her diary a little bit and there's all this stuff there but yeah she is very alone I imagine yeah and uh as I pointed out yesterday this is one of my big like again three glasses of wine in I was like maroon isn't just an a noun it's also a verb (laughs) to be marooned to be to be left on one's own on a desert island like I don't think she's too clever and she knows too much about words to have not missed up pun yeah. you know she knows there's something about maroon that isn't just color it's also oh, like that loneliness of being left behind of being left with yourself and your own thoughts yeah and but i think like, this song captures that so perfectly and that's just so smart both you for picking it out and her for doing it because it's like the the deeper she goes into this red thing of mm. like i just keep on processing my life and my trauma into songs and the reds get deeper and deeper yeah. and i fall and then and the deeper i fall into that the more marooned i literally become mm. It's like, I don't, I don't think, like, it's easy. No, I don't think it's easy. In, in the simple way that it's not easy to be famous, but also, yes. like, I think it's, like, hard to be in her brain. Hard, I think because yes. she's beautiful and blonde and looks like a Barbie doll. Yes. <laughs> like, does it make it any easier? And people do kind of treat her like a Barbie doll and be like, I'm going to use her as my little dolly in my dollhouse and act out my fantasy and project my life onto her. And which and you're doing right now. we're doing it. But well, also, you and I are playing Barbies right now. We're playing Barbies with David Highly emotional Barbies. Highly emotional Barbies. And hopefully sensitive Barbie. But at the same time, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to be in her brain. I think it would be really tough, and I think it'd be really tough to have a relationship in that yeah. situation. Like it's hard enough to have a relationship when you're just like a normal person tooting yeah. around, doing your normal job, and commuting on the tube. Like imagine if you're Taylor Swift. Like and so like, who do you date? Which is always the question for it's the it's the famous or the endless Notting Hill kind of yeah. thing or in romantic comedy by Curtis Sittenfeld it's like a, sort of a a guy who's not even listening um, yeah exactly someone like, equally famous someone equally famous no I mean we all know that Matt Healy thing is going to be like six beautiful weeks and we're going to get some and I love that for her great Instagram fucking yeah, content perfect, out of it perfect. it's going to be the Tom Hiddleston sort of like palate cleanser situation great. we're going to see the one yeah mm, yummy <laughs> and then she'll try again with something else do you know what I mean yeah. like but but um like. You're like, okay, somebody who's equally famous? No, you can't do someone who's equally as famous. No. You can't do a kind of nobody because... Well, I mean, we I'm sure we'll come on to this, but... Yeah. Like, men famously don't love it when their partners are way more successful than them. Even the most enlightened, most, yeah. like, sort of loving and feminist of men, on some level, get a bit funny about the fact. And yeah. you can't have anyone be more successful than you than Taylor Swift. No. She's, like, the most successful. She's, like, the... The biggest woman in the world right now. Yeah, she's like in charge. Like what man runs, is big enough to make her be the biggest? Let her be the biggest woman in the world. Like I just don't know. If, I, I don't do. know who that man is. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. Wow. Oh, God. Great song. <laughs> Great song. Also, just like a fucking. It's this is an emo album. Oh, it's so emotional. When we were listening to it last night, I was like, you can really imagine like yeah. a My Chemical Romance or oh. a Paramore style cover of this album because yeah. like a real like anguished scream. And I hope like, it happens. I would love I will that. Listen to it. Speaking of, uh, as we were just a moment ago, being on your own. Yeah. We're not onto you on your own, kid. We're onto anti-hero. Okay. Which I think again, a similar yeah. tone here uh-huh. in that it's about the kind of the simplest reading of it is, of course, 
anti-hero she's been this kind of quite contentious figure at times maybe yeah. a letter maybe kind of an open letter to her fans being like it's quite must be hard to be on my side yeah. there's those extraordinary references to just feeling like too big to hang out which is obviously both a reference to being really famous and being really tall yeah because uh, i don't know what it feels like to be really tall oh i'm God. not but yeah. i imagine you just feel really tall a lot of the time Re- that's it. i mean often when i'm like somewhere with dolly like obviously yes. like dolly's super recognizable mm. Um, because she's like quite famous and like also she's six foot tall she is six foot so tall. like for your first thought is like oh wow it's six foot leggy blonde but then you go oh look it's dolly alderton do you yeah. know what I mean like it's like and like you know it, i i can't like i don't she handles it so gracefully <laughs> but i don't think i'd be able to no. you know no, no, no. i do think too big to hang out is like one of the oh. most tragic lines she's ever written and slowly lurching toward your favorite city yeah i just you just want to give her a hug. Like those people who like, they diametrically change the sort of like, the the sort of chemical, like the atoms in the room just mm. by being in them. You yeah. Know? I mean, can you imagine that like, you, you go to a wedding? Yeah. And then you have to be like, how do I sort of make myself small so that I don't accidentally take the shine off this yeah. other person? Because it will just be like Taylor Swift at this wedding. Right, and, she, and it's hard for her to hide because she's really, she's like nearly six foot tall. Yeah, but also it's like I, I like I've I've heard her like reference like her best friends being a bridesmaid or best friend wedding from like from Kentucky or wherever she's from, um, and being like oh wow it was so great but like your security detail would have had to have been at that oh, woman's God, wedding yeah. like like it is a monstrous thing to do it you just, know <laughs> I, I have on historically spent time with a person who had a security detail and it was just like it's so awkward I know right <laughs> she's saying who but quietly I tell you <laughs> why yeah. I, I took some cake to some of the like gun holding security people and they were like can't have cake we're on duty and I was like okay okay <laughs> I just thought try and lighten your evening alright yeah, well, it's yeah. making it weird that you're all here um, yeah imagine um, like making every situation weird just uh, by joining it doesn't matter how nice you are to everybody oh Awful. Fame is a fucking hate crime. <laughs> like it is. it is. But you know what? This song isn't just about fame. Okay. It's also about the oncoming, the incoming breakup with Joe Owen. Okay. Show your workings. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting out my chalkboard now. But I think like there's so much in here which if you take away the sort of the fame layer and just make it a song to a single person, it's just her talking to her partner. It's me, mm. I, I'm the problem, it's me. Mm. There are literally lines in here. Um, I wake up screaming from dreaming, one day I'll watch as you're leaving and life will lose all its meaning. Like, yeah. it is not, it like... That's not, that's not It's to fans, that it's line. That, that's, yeah. It's not. And I also think, and this is one that I really went deep on, um, but I'm going to put it out there. Okay. And I know, like, there's obviously, certainly in the video, a little bit of a kind of, um, Lewis Carroll? Yeah. yeah. Alice in Wonderland style, like... Yeah, there's a thing of her like drinking and being yeah, big and small. Yeah, and then just small. Um, but tea time. Yes. This woman is not <laughs> someone who who grew up with tea time as a concept. Uh-huh. Tea time, like she comes from a country where they have to specify that tea is hot. They have to be like, I'm having hot tea. Tea time. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's so weird. Yeah, yeah. And she's been in a relationship for six years. With, with, a, a... with a very, very English person. Tea yeah. time is an like, English word. Joelle is from Highgate. He's like, like that's high. Like that is. That's the most the English you can be. Yeah. <laughs> at tea time, everybody agrees I'm the problem. It's me. Like, I'm sorry, but I just think that that tea time was happening with, with the Alwyn family. And okay. I think I do feel in my in my bones that there's a little bit of shade being thrown there of just like probably his parents were like, mm, but she's the problem, really, isn't she? It's yeah. not you. It's Taylor. She's the like 
big, loud American tall lady yeah. who does all the sellout tours. And I just feel there's a little tiny, tiny little bit okay. of shade being thrown back. Because tea time, it's just such a specific phrase. She didn't but, know. And she you didn't know, know the man had his tea party. I just think, I just don't think it's a man had his tea party. I think it's a person who's hung out with a British person for six years has now learned, learned the word tea time. And okay. is also aware of the connotations of tea being about bitching. Um, and, oh, you know, like spill the tea. It's tea, tea time. Okay. At tea time, everybody, tea time. everybody agrees. I just think there's a little bit of her going, I can sort of imagine it. And again, I'm feeling this. I don't know it. I'm not there. Yeah. I can imagine her having these conversations where he's having to defend her to his family. And everyone agrees that mm. she's the problem. And it must be really difficult having, always having to root for her in what is probably a very close-knit, very posh English family. Yeah. They can be real assholes and we all know that. We've all met them. We've all met them, you know. And I, I imagine as well, I mean, again, I'm going to just cast some aspersions mm-hmm. on the Alwyn family. Yeah, again, this is not? This is fan fiction. This is not real. But like, they are from Highgate. <laughs> <laughs> and for me, people who don't know, if you grew up in Highgate, that means you probably grew up seeing Emma Thompson just around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Or, or people of that level. Do yeah. you know what I mean? And like, there is a certain kind of a British celebrity that she occupies and other sort of Highgateians mm. would occupy that um it's like a genteel celebrity it's a genteel celebrity it it's prides... like bill nye barreling around pimlico as he does occasionally with a little hat on yes know? exactly it's genteel it's modest it's humble mm. it's um self so it's very piss takey yeah. kind of thing it's, it's like they've got a little mug that says nation sweetheart <laughs> i know it's like an emma bridgewater yeah occasion, yeah you know? they can like they can win the olivier they can win an oscar but they can also sort of like tell a story about how they pissed themselves mm-hmm, on graham norton mm-hmm. do you know what i mean like yes. that's the level yes. and that's like probably a level of celebrity he is very comfortable with and grew up with and therefore probably thinks he understands and the kind of famous that taylor is it's a very different kind it's of not emma thompson famous they're, it's a um, different thing and i think at tea time they're not happy about it yeah i think at tea time joe was having to defend yeah taylor swift's famous to his family and unfortunately, after like, well, well, darling, we know lots of people. <laughs> we know lots of people who are very famous. I just don't think it's not, it's not a coincidence. No one, no one goes around with a hulking big security guard all the time. Darling, it's, it's not nice. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just it's also, I just don't think it's a coincidence that she puts in that whole bit about like, the family and the daughter-in-law and like gather come okay. on it's so about family drama you can't you can't just okay so the just daughter-in-law just substitute daughter-in-law for mother-in-law and then suddenly you've got like yeah a whole different vibe uh, so it's I have this dream my daughter-in-law in-law kills, kills me, me for, for the, the money. money she thinks I've left them in the will the family gathers around and realise that something 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 she's laughing up at us from, from hell. hell and I think daughter-in-law it is a sort of there's something very interesting. Obviously, it's great in the rhyming structure. It's just mm. a brilliant little mm. verse, and it's everything is so fabulous about that song. But it's also it just shows a sort of like it's not daughter, it's daughter-in-law, it's daughter-in-law, it's, it's the like, family. It's it's, it's a, a family that you get through legality mm. and through situation and not through blood, and it's a, it's an otherness family. Yeah, you know. I don't. I feel like I'm just going to put it out. This is my big piece of conjecture. I know there is a song somewhere about like seeing your brother as my brother, but she doesn't say it about his parents. Do you know what I mean? I <laughs> 
God, it's not, you I are see your calling for the Alwyns. Sorry if I ever see you at like Waitrose in Highgate, the Alwyns. Um, don't don't kill me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't live there. <laughs> I have no idea. Listen, we are, we have gone like three songs in, and we are we are slow. We are slow, and we got Let's dinner reservation. We, we got a dinner reservation. Yeah, <laughs> we'll tell you why at some point. <laughs> okay, next track um, is of course "Snow on the Beach," which is a weird but fucking beautiful song. But I don't think one that we need to spend huge amounts of time. No, on. yeah, it's a nice song. Lana Del Rey sings on it. I really like it. It's really if it is style. It's a stylistic. Yeah, it's a stylish song, and it's not a lot of lyrical content in it. Um, it just says "snow on the beach, snow on the beach, we're beautiful. the fucking beautiful." There's a lot of like lyrics that don't really make any sense. Who wrote that? Yeah, yeah. Lana Del Rey was involved in writing it. There we go. Sort of. Yeah, I'm looking on Wikipedia. It's right there. Lovely. Love that snow on the beach. Coming right up though, you're on your own, kid. Oh, come on. A Love woman who's song. in a happy relationship where she thinks it's going to last forever does not write a song about herself called You're, all, you're, on, you're your on Your Own, own kid. kid. You Always Have Been. It just isn't a song that you write. It's a song that you write when you feel highly isolated by your fame um, and unable to always have a meaningful relationship and you don't really trust that you will ever be able to do that. And that's why you write a song, which is actually very beautiful and I think has great solace in it at the end yeah. and the solace she finds in her art. And- How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger. Feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. And yeah. The strength of what she writes and what she does and how she expresses herself. But it's kind of a song that acknowledges that the the sort of horrible twinned knot of being this incredible artist, which makes you extremely alone in your own yeah. head and in your own life. And like, again, it's such a brilliant emo song. And I would oh. love to hear a Gerard Way or a Hayley God Williams is. cover it and really give it the scream it deserves. The like, I hosted parties and starved my body. Oh. Like I'd be saved by a perfect kiss. Oh. Oh. But I just, it's, it's this interesting thing of like, with Taylor, of like realizing that men are her muses, but they're not her saviors. Yes. You know? Yes. And the... The endless drudgery of that. Just yeah, make she's like... always... I kind of, like, would like for her to just have a very happy solo life in some yeah. ways. Um, yeah. And it's not an easy thing to do, but I think it can be done. And I think it can be very beautiful. I would love just, like, like a real five-year stretch. Just, yeah. Where she's not with anybody. Like Yeah, I'd love that for her. I think it'd be really good for her. Yeah. Bad for gossip, good for her. Yeah. But, and I think in this song, it's almost like... It, it starts so I mean the whole album is really wistful and melancholy let's be honest there is yeah. one song here that's not mm-hmm. and she clearly had that in the vault from somewhere else and okay. popped it in we'll get there mm-hmm. but it's just I like that this song could have been just entirely depressing it could have just mm-hmm. been like I am alone all the time 
everything goes wrong. Yeah. The music industry is really horrible. But yeah. that's just the thing of like, you're on your own kid. Yeah, you can face this. And it's like, yes, you, yeah, can. you can. You can. I feel like hopefully at some point, maybe in 10 years time, we'll be looking back and we'll be like, this is the, the seeds of Taylor realizing she was enough on her own. Yeah. She doesn't have to. You had it. You had you it. Had, you've always had it in you. Yeah. We're all on our own as well. But I also, yeah, I, when we were listening to the song last night, I just started crying. And like, I was, <laughs> you did? I really did. And like, that's like, oh there's always just a situation, even though like I, I go day to day to day without mm. thinking about Taylor Swift at all, there'll be a situation where I'm listening, whether it's Swift again or with just a friend, listening mm. to her music really loud. Yeah. And I'll just, this flood of emotion will release. And I think it's so amazing that like, you can write a song that's so specifically about being the most famous woman of the world and how lonely that is and how the music industry mm. treats you and how whatever. And yet, like, it's still so relatable to, like, anyone. Anyone who listens to it just can just feel it. And, and it's just, it, yeah, it just speaks to just this loneliness that is alive and present in everybody, you know? And it's, I just think that is masterful. I think that is the thing that that makes her so special as a... As yeah. an artist, that she's a she writes and performs. Like I think it makes a difference to know yeah. that these are her words and this is her experience, and you feel like that is yeah. why people have such kind of sometimes creepy parasocial relationships with her. Like it's this one. <laughs> but we're not we're not saying we actually know her. Like yeah, if I, yeah. No. If I for some reason ran to Taylor Swift, which would never happen, I wouldn't be like, oh my god, babe, how are you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't be like. But cry, you know? it also makes me think of like you know, there's this whole thing, the kind of the cliche about stand-up comedians mm. is that. Or rappers as well. Anybody who sort of like makes a living from specifically spilling their truth and their vision mm. of the world is that at a certain point, all of the songs and all of the jokes become about airports. <laughs> <laughs> and that and that's generally when their audience loses them, right? Yeah. Because it's like they can't relate to like yeah. the people who haven't seen their kids in a long time and they're just like trying to make it work and touring. And it's like, it's kind of harder to stay yeah. interested but like an artist who can write very frankly about those things and not lose a cent of their appeal, you no, know? She manages to sort of transpose it and she makes it feel... Like some of the things she writes about, you're just like, you haven't experienced that. You're too famous mm-hmm. to experience. You don't know what this feeling is. Yeah. You don't... You have seen a picket fence? Sure, you're not. Surely not. <laughs> but yeah. she does it. And it's yeah. a beautiful song. Now, coming up, mm-hmm. we've got Midnight Rain... Oh, which yeah. I think is quite a simple read. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, very much that supports our central thesis. <laughs> and question, which again... So I remember when this song came out, everybody was like, this Tom is Tom Hiddleston, Hiddleston or whatever. It's not Tom Hiddleston. Or any of the other guys, but it's like... It's also, all of the guys. It's all of it's the, the guys. It's the pattern. Yeah, it's the pattern. It's the pattern I think there are a life. couple of songs on here that are like, yeah. I am looking at the pattern. because, And that also is a relatable thing because like... You know, we're all in our 30s now. We've all had a bunch of boyfriends or girlfriends or whatever. Like, mm. we all have this, like, we all have can see a pattern in ourselves. If we yes. get enough love go wrong, we, know. we can see, we know why things are going to go wrong for us and what our things are. Yeah. And I think for her, it's obviously like she was always chasing not just something bigger, but something darker. Mm. You know, she doesn't trust goodness. She doesn't. And I think Or complacency. Just... She thinks that, like, sort of, contentment and complacency are the same thing I think yeah she doesn't she 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 is Midnight Rain and I think she there's a reason she named this album Midnight as well like this, yeah. this song's got something to do with it it's about her midnights and all of me changed at midnights and she is very changeable and she's yeah. fighting against this tide of men who want to tie her down and fix her and pin her and make her and say this is who you are and you're my wife you're my bride you're my yeah you're my little girlfriend yeah and she's like no I'm so much more than that and I think this is there is nothing like sort of the end of a relationship for you to start recognizing patterns in your relationships yeah 
And yeah. the right thing to do is go to therapy. It really helps. No, take it from me. <laughs> but, yeah. um, it's really, but you start going like, God, I just keep playing this same story over and over again. Like, there is a line in one of those songs, Taylor's Oldest Time. Is it Antihero? Yeah, it is Antihero. She yeah. just kind of replays the same story. Yeah. And it's just like, he was sunshine. I was midnight rain. He wanted yeah. a comfortable. I wanted something different. I wanted that pain. She wanted that pain. Yeah. And I think this is, and I think like, Again, I know she when she kind of announced the album, she was like, yeah, this is just like moments over the years that I've gone back to. And it's like, oh, come on, it wasn't. Like, no, yeah. no one who writes the way you do is actually being like, just doing a bit of a retrospective of my that's And people yeah. took her at her word. People were like, sure, this, okay. is, this is a jukebox musical yes, exactly. of every boyfriend that we know about. Yeah, this is Taylor Swift's 20s, the musical. It's, yeah. not, it's not what it was. That's not what it, no, like no self-respecting and sensitive and like practicing artist does that like no. nobody is just like oh I'm gonna just like flick through my sort of like memories yeah. of the yeah Ooh. oh that one's ripe yeah like, there's definitely a couple it's time for people to think about Tom Middleton again it's totally. like she's not doing that I think like, the, the only exception on this album to that is the in the extended edition the um, woulda coulda shoulda which is obviously about John Mayer being a prick oh but yes that's that's I have really, thoughts on that as well yes but I don't know if we'll even get to that one within our allotted time limit but like <laughs> Don't worry, we gotta start. Yeah, but um, uh, before we move on, I sorry, did you have a? No, I was just gonna say. I think, but I think mostly when when we see bits of her past, they are her past as it relates to her present, and it's kind of her being like, yes. ah, I've seen this film before, and I didn't like the ending, which is also yeah. a lyric of hers. I do yes. know some of them. <laughs> yes, and I also think that like we did an episode um on Cinderella recently, Ooh. the um the the TV movie version of it, um. And something that I thought about after the fact, but I didn't manage to say on the podcast, was that like the reason that Cinderella is like, it's probably like the most famous fairy tale of mm. all of them kind of thing. It's like the ones that that's most often retold. Mm. And I was like, why is that? What is the structure of that story that makes it so appealing? It's like, I would say it's like bigger than Rapunzel. Like I would say- It's like, as big as Beauty and the Beast. Anyway, it's a whole yeah, other Yeah, in terms of like eternal fairy tales yes. or whatever. But the is the appeal for Cinderella not the thing of like oh you could be you could be lifted from drudgery and into a you know a prince's castle is it that all of the glamour that women manifest around themselves in order to make themselves lovable the carriage the dress the slippers all of that when all of that fades at midnight can will the man still love Ooh. you. It's about men who still love you in the morning. That's what's appealing about Cinderella. That's why we keep drinking from that well. Yeah. If it was just about being lifted out of drudgery, I think Ooh, all, yeah, they're all like that, all you know? That. No, fair. Yeah. And I think that's the midnight's thing. That's like, all, like she changes at midnight. Like the, Yeah, she changes at midnight. That yeah. is... Oh my goodness. <laughs> I wish I really had put that on thought about that in time for the Cinderella podcast I mean no I'm glad you kept it for here perfect <laughs> it is she changes at midnight but do they still want her no <laughs> sorry yes <laughs> but like kinda <laughs> yeah they kind of do but they, but they want and I think I don't know I, I, I think I've experienced this I'm sure you have this when you suddenly realise that the person that you love wants a version of you but they don't want all of you yes and like I'm a person who gets very depressed sometimes mm-hmm. and that is tough it's not easy mm-hmm. to deal with uh, and many people are just like, I don't like that bit of you. Could you not, please? Mm. And I'm like, oh, if I could turn it off, yeah. let me tell you, I would have. Yeah. And not for you, honey, <laughs> for myself. <laughs> but she probably thinks that too. She's probably like, yeah, I would love to be like more, less complicated yeah. and just be cool with just 
being your bride. Yeah. But um, that's not me. And are we going to accept who I actually am or are we going to yeah. fake it? And I imagine oh. when you fall in, when you start falling in love with somebody who's either incredibly famous or yeah. just like very impressive. Maybe yeah. they're not even famous. They're just like a, a, a person in a room. You know, um, that like, there's that initial thrill that comes with like, I'm seeing them in their sweatpants. I'm mm. seeing them with clothes. Oh, yeah. I'm seeing them in the, when they're being little. And I think oh. there's all, I've always had that. With every boyfriend I've ever had, the best ones, the worst ones, there's always a time when they love you and you're just being a bit little, you know? Oh, yeah. And then... They get horny for you when you've got the flu. They know? love it when you're sick a bit. Not too much. <laughs> but a little. Just enough, just be a bit feverish. Yeah, yeah. Like a sort of mimsy Victorian heroine. Yeah, they love it a bit. Oh, just... And I get it. Like, I get that there's something like within, you know, testosterone is a hell of a drug. Like, protecting a woman must feel mm. amazing. <laughs> like, but, yeah. but I also think that, like, you know, there's probably a thrill of like loving someone like that when like, you see them in the sweatpants with the cold and you're like, oh, you're just, you're just a little Taylor to me. And then, but there's like, nobody wants the invert. There's like Taylor on stage, there's Taylor in sweatpants with the cold, but I imagine she finds it hardest to find someone who will marry the in-between stage. Yeah. And there's, also, there's, like, also, there's clearly like jealous Taylor as well. And there's clearly yeah. like Taylor is going on a bit of a spiral today. Yeah. And Taylor is feeling angry about things that she thinks have happened that haven't happened. Yeah. I don't think she is like Sunny Miss Americana all the time. And yeah, someone yeah. Who's, gonna, who's prepared to love all of those versions of her. Yeah. But That's she's fine. a fucking tough bitch. She like, is. I bet she's like... All the best people are. All the best people are. I know, I remember Dolly said something to me once where she was like, how come you and I always like fall in love with these like intense women? Mm. And I was like, because they're the best ones. They are. <laughs> they are. And they're the best what, ones. And Taylor is an, she's an intense woman. And we love that. For yeah, her. she's yeah. good night rain. And I also think that like that intensity makes her a tricky girlfriend and a hell of a friend. Oh god, totally. Yeah. I really do. Totally. Oh yeah. She would be she would write such great songs for you. She would be Yes, and we have more to say on that in a, in a we song do. coming up, but let's let's move on. Okay. And I think I think if there are a few songs that we don't have that much to say about, we So can, I would say that the next one skip. we haven't got that much to say about because it's question. And I put for me question, mm-hmm. which is like, can I ask you a question? Blah blah blah. It's sort of yeah. her being like, this is the question I'm gonna be kind of asking when I've had to dump myself. And I think there's a little yeah. bit there as well, just going back to that theme of the Alwyn family. I suspect I suspect the Alwyn friends from Highgate were yes. also a little bit like Oh, I'm dating Taylor Swift, ha ha ha, and laughed a lot yeah. um, in crowded rooms. Made fun yes. of you. I think there's just I I I feel like I obviously can't I I can't imagine it. I don't know Joe Alwyn, but mm. I know people like Joe Alwyn, and I know the kind of people mm-hmm. they hang out with. We've lived in London for a long time. We've lived in London for a long time. We've met all sorts. We went to you know I went to university in the UK. Did the, I, I know I know some of these people, but they love a boat shoe, you know. Yeah, I know, exactly. She's just showing me the time. And I'm like, come now, we have dinner reservations. <laughs> um, Joe Alwyn's friends are probably fun, but also just a, just that kind of like lads banter where it's just a bit too mean. And yeah. they probably just weren't actually that welcoming and were similarly so used to hanging out with Emma Thompson that they were just like, I don't get this kind of thing. And I just so think, can I ask you a question? Have you ever kissed somebody in a crowded room and every single one of your friends was making, making fun, fun of you? you. And then... 15 seconds later, they were clapping too. A kind of two-facedness there. Yeah. And then what did you do? Then what did you do? Probably didn't stand up for her. He probably didn't say, like, that's not okay, guys. He probably hadn't seen the ads about enough and words against women and girls. Um, And I bet his friends probably made some really off-colour jokes as well, regularly. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I interpreted that song, which is why I never loved it, as just being like a... 
oh, aren't we a silly bunch of friends kissing and laughing and clapping? Yeah. <laughs> but um, just, you, you think it's a passive aggressive song about people being shitty to her. You you know how there are some things in relationships which are the, the argument that you keep coming back to, like mm-hmm. a lovely touchstone. Yeah. Where you're like, and remember that time that you did this? Yeah. I think for Taylor Swift, there was a time early in her relationship with Joel when his friends were real pricks to her <laughs> and she never let him forget it. And she was like, yeah. I'm writing a song about it now in this album, in my breakup album, do you? I and I think I think the the tell in that song, the kind of poker tell, is the line. And what did you? And what do? did you do? I think the line, the chorus before that, is kind of uh, feasibly playful. And yeah. then And then what did you yeah. do? And then it goes into breakup lyrics, right? It yeah. goes into like yeah, so, slamming doors and things and that kind of. Like, yeah. Um, I think no. so. It's it's about like when a boy doesn't stand up for you. Yeah. Yeah. And what did you do? It's like yeah. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's a, it's a rough. Do you wish? Yeah, all this. It's like, did you leave your ha- her house? Did you wish you put up more of a fight? Do you wish you could still touch her? Just a question. Like yeah. that's the end of the song. Like just a question, just asking, yeah. just wondering. And I feel like she's asked that question before. And I feel like that's an argument that she has rehashed. Yeah. Speaking of arguments, um, a song that I just think is chef's kiss but has no place in this thesis is of course vigilante shit which is about how pleased she is that everyone else hates Kanye West now too oh my god she's so she's pleased absolutely just like she's delighted she's thrilled, she's thrilled. <laughs> she is purring with pleasure at this she's just like oh and your wife left you oh boo hoo woo woo so yeah. sad to be you um love that for her love that for love her love that for her I love that it's a little tiny bit of reputation just kind of like just, it is a little it's core a little... of that came out and she mm. was just like and I feel like it does fit next to question, which is about the argument that she's clearly had with Joe Alwyn to be like, and remember the last man I had an argument with. <laughs> now look what's <laughs> happened to him. <laughs> Everybody yeah, hates him. Not to go back to reputation sort of uh, stuff, but like that whole thing of like the taped voice conversation, the, the phone Ugh. conversation with Kanye West. Yeah, it was a lot of stuff. The way that people thought this was like this smoking gun to her yeah. entire personality. Yeah. And it was totally out of context. Yeah. Very weird. And she, uh, as she has said, maybe she got hers, but someday you'll all get yours. And didn't he just? Didn't he just? Didn't he just? But anyway. Went insane. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, obviously we're not making, we're not saying it's good that he's clearly not a well man, but um, it must be very satisfying for someone who tried to ruin Mm. your career on two separate occasions to be widely hated now. Yeah. And probably fairly. Um, And then we come to the song, which actually I believe was the point when I presented my thesis to you Mm -hmm. after our lunch on Monday. And I was, and you were like, I don't get it. Explain to me. I was like, this song, just Mm -hmm. listen to this song. I'm going to put on right now and tell me I'm wrong. And the song in question is Bejeweled. Yes. A song that I hated originally when I first heard it because I thought it was so silly. No. And now I've grown to love. Bejeweled is a song about a woman who has tucked herself away for the pandemic. For the, because she, well, first of all, for her reputational crisis, mm-hmm. when she got into a relationship with, and she was little Taylor and he was taking yes. care of her. So and, let's, let's revisit the timeline of the Joe Alwyn. So they got together during the bit where she had to kind of completely remove herself from public eye. Yes. For post Kanye Snake Gate. But it wasn't just post Kanye and Snake Gate. It was also like people being like, you're not doing enough uh, on behalf of like po- oh, politics. There was, there was everything. Like she was really, she basically was just like persona non grata for a while. Yeah. She was cancelled. And was. it was, it was, it was nuts. It was like, um, why haven't you specifically said you're not a Nazi? Because do you know that Nazis love you because of your blonde hair? And she was like, what on earth am I supposed to say to that? Exactly. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? She, like, she, was, she was basically a little bit in hiding. Yeah. And then there was a pandemic and she was a lot in hiding. Yes. 
and, and, the, and those were the years. Those were the years. Where Joe Alwyn flourished. <laughs> where Joe Alwyn flourished. And this is the song of a woman who's realising mm. that she's made herself little and small, maybe, for her partner. Yeah. Um, she's maybe been a little too kind. She has, hasn't noticed him yeah. walking all over all over her peace of mind in the shoe she gave him as a present because she's extremely rich and, and can make him a songwriter on her albums whenever she wishes. Yes. Um, but this thing of her just being like, no, but I'm still absolutely fucking phenomenal. Yeah. And this yeah. is a song about someone being like, actually, I'm done. I am going out tonight. Like I don't, I don't have to sit here and be like, only be cozy pajama version of Taylor. Yeah. I can be, I can be a human vajazzle. oh my god we've seen the topic she is she's out there yeah yeah I love this song I love this song as well but I also think that like I don't want anyone to think that like I think that or either of us think that Joel wins this bad guy no at all or even a weak guy I don't think he is to date a really really famous person and and his own career has not exactly been yeah right and like I, I think all the time about like not all the time, but since we had this conversation about what it must have been like in the Swift Alwyn household on the days that Evermore and Folklore came out, mm. they probably had like a oh my god, like everyone loves the album, like oh, let's so let's make grilled cheese and walk our dogs or whatever. Like they probably had that kind of a day yeah. because it was the pandemic, and it probably felt really good yeah. but different. And then like what it must have been like when Midnight's came out God, where she's yes. like well I have talk shows I have this and that and he's like what about our grilled cheese ritual yes. and she's like I can't I'm this is di- yeah. that, that was that but this is this like this is my big thing and this I is think my return he probably uh, anyone would probably want their partner to be like but we're going to keep it cute and cozy yeah but she misses sparkling she like you don't become the most famous by woman accident. in the world yeah. by accident you do it because you want to sparkle you know you want to yeah. wear the incredible but dual bodysuit on stage and somehow managed to have enough of a presence to fill a stadium with like tens of thousands of people in it. Like she's very good at that. Yeah. She does light up the room. She does. She's she's amazing. And this is a song about being like, I don't have to be ashamed of that. Truly. And also I don't have to pretend like this was all an accident or I'm only doing this because I'm, oh, I'm filling this kind of arena. So therefore I have to put on this kind of a show. She loves it. She punches up real nice. She's lovely. And I just think there just, there are a few little moments that, I mean, first of all, also, I really enjoyed that this song has become basically prophetic. You know, when it's like, yeah. when, uh, what's it? Um, and people were saying this The band asks, do you have song. a man? And, sh- and she says, I don't remember. Like, sh- for a while there, no one was really sure. <laughs> she, do you know what I mean? Yeah. When it was like, rumor has it, they've broken up. And she's like, totally saying, totally, totally. Yes. I don't even remember if I've got a boyfriend. Have I? What? Totally. Because as of like, you know, what it's made, like 13th now or something. Um, we, we she's, not, she's not released a statement on anything. No. On any of this. She doesn't have to. She's, she doesn't have to yeah, and she shouldn't. Cool. Yeah, but not? for all we know, they've been broken up since December. Do you know what I mean? Like, Could we be. don't know how long they've been broken up for, really. We just know that he was at gigs and then he wasn't at gigs, you know? And then he was gone, yeah. And then he was gone and now it's Matt Healy. <laughs> and now it's Matt Healy. But I do think there's just something there around her, yeah, reclaiming, reclaiming herself. And actually, yeah. while I remember it, going back to Maroon at the yes. beginning. Yes, There was, was a line in there about the rubies I gave up. And I think there's just, I just think that's too much of a coincidence to be, to be I agree. not a connection. Like the giving up of jewels and the giving up of sparkle and putting on big cardigans and flannel shirts and prancing around. Like she had a lovely time doing that. Yeah. But now she's ready to come back in full Technicolor. Yeah. A sequence. Yeah. And she's there. The, this, I think, I just think the rubies that I gave up is one of the most emotive line deliveries. Mm. It really, really affects me. Yeah. And I do, I do feel like she did. I mean, I think we all do when we get into relationships. We all sort of make, we find the yeah. version of ourselves and who we are and we have to work out whether we're happy with that. And I think there's just a bit too much of a, yeah, it feels like there's too much of a gap between yeah. her full self and the self that he 
maybe wanted her to be. And that doesn't mean that he was mean or awful or dreadful. No, I don't, yeah. It I just means that really she was probably like that. writing this song going, God, I just want to go out and have a silly time and be yeah. stage tailor again. Yeah. And I'm so glad that she is. Me too. Um, our next song, Labyrinth. I don't have a lot of feelings about Labyrinth. I actually can't even remember how it goes. Do you know what? It's about elevators rising too fast. Oh, yes. It's yes. one of the ones that I think when it comes on, I'm always a bit like, ah, skip it, skip. You yeah. Know? Sometimes I listen to it, sometimes I'm like, cool. It's, it's a room song. It's not a headphone song. Yeah. You know yeah. Mean? You know, you're playing the full album, it comes through and you forget you've heard it. Yeah. So I think we should forget. We've and heard we have it. limited time, so let's skip on. Uh, the next song is, of course, Karma, which I know that you don't love. <laughs> I, I still don't love it, but it, it is think, funny. I think it's a hilarious banger, but I fully believe with every fibre of my being that she wrote it for Lover and then she just put it in the vault and then when she was putting together Midnight's someone probably Jack Antonoff was like you are going to tour this and you're going to need like a big happy banger to end on and she was like how about Karma we liked that but we didn't put it on an album because it's so out of keeping with the rest of the album Mm -hmm. Karma is my boyfriend Karma is a cat does not live in the same world as the rubies I gave up do you know what I mean it's just a different song and I think it's great and I think it's great that she is ending all of her tours on it Mm. um, all of her performances but I also just think it is a it's the cuckoo in the nest I agree and I also think that um, in the same way that Shake It Off was the cuckoo in the nest in mm. 1989 Shake It Off has nothing to do with anything else on 1989 uh-huh. and it's it's um a song that was made. I think every big pop record has to have a song that can be played at a child's birthday party. And it's this one. It's this Karma. one. And also, yeah. I'm just looking on the um, track listing and there are like s- four people writing credited on Karma as well. So yeah. It's just, it's just not. It's Moving not on. The next one there, I do think this is really interesting and you had a revelation about this last night that like shook me to my core. Mm. It's Sweet Nothing. A beautiful song. Again, okay. yes. so tender, beautiful. so loving, like, and yet so wistful. Like it again, it is, it's got that kind of melancholy air yeah. to it. But the crucial thing to note on Sweet Nothing is we have a William Bowery credit, mm-hmm. i.e. Joe Alwyn yes. probably wrote a lot of it. And the thing that you said to me last night that mm. I was like, oh my God. Yes, was that this song is sung by Taylor, but it is not from Taylor's perspective. Ooh. It is. It is from Joe Alwyn's perspective. And let me tell you all the ways we know that. Oh, we know in so many ways. So, um, obviously, as an Irish person, when Taylor Swift clocks Wicklow in a song, my ears are pricked, <laughs> up, my friend. Oh, yes. And and then you kind of wisely point out, you're like, oh, yeah, that's because of the conversations with friends. Yeah. Whatever. But, like, I think he was he was the one living in Dublin. Yeah. He was the one who, he's the one who's citing Wicklow. Yeah. You know what I mean? Americans don't cite Wicklow. They say yeah. Ireland. <laughs> Somewhere near Dublin. <laughs> yes, exactly. A, an English boy who spends six months in Dublin. He knows. He knows about he Wicklow. Knows. Does it ever miss Wicklow sometimes or whatever. Um, and then it's this thing of like, this this line which is so beautiful of like, uh, industry something and, and, and smooth- industry disruptors and soul deconstructors and smooth talking hucksters out glad out glad handing each other and the voices that implore you, you should, should be, be doing more. more to you i can admit i'm just too soft for all of it that is not taylor we have just no. discussed that she is bejeweled like nobody she can handle those people literally nobody on planet earth is saying to taylor swift also first of all taylor swift at a party is not talking to these people yeah. like she's not no talking to you should be doing more taylor. like sm- first of all she's not talking to smooth talking hucksters because mm. that's the kind of people that boyfriends get stuck with at parties yes she is talking to like beyonce or like a quiv, yeah. a quiv. like or, you know, whatever. And, like, no one is going to... Also, if she does get stuck at talking to a smooth-talking huckster, they're not going to be saying, you should be doing more. Yeah, her people are, get, are pushing her away and they're not saying you should be doing more because she's the most successful female artist in the world at this yeah. point. Yeah. But he, a man who's got a middling career at best, yeah. 
those people are saying that to him. Right. So I and just, he's admitting like, to them that he hasn't got the actually hasn't got. He doesn't have the chops. He doesn't want it. He doesn't want it. it. And I think that's he's beautiful. I think it's I think it's so beautiful. And it's just even these bits like you're in the kitchen humming. Which one of them is more likely to be humming in the kitchen? Yeah. Is it the massive international pop star <laughs> or the actor? I don't yeah. know. And even this bit of like. On the way home, I wrote a poem. You said, what a mind. This happens all the time. Like, he's, yeah. he's all right, you know? Yeah, so like, it's, it's like... It's, it, this is his song and it's his voice. She sings it, but it's his song. I, mean, I think he's think, probably really gifted. I think like... he probably is. And I mean, he's written a beautiful song here. And I just think... I also think there's something so lovely about the fact that she includes this as the penultimate song on the album, which is like, this is the yeah. album about the end of a relationship that I have treasured and that has given me so much and support and solace at a time that I needed it. And she gives him a voice on it. Yeah. And I think... Sweet nothings is yeah. There's not there's not a lot to sweet nothings, you know. There's no substance to them, but it's, it's but it's so... it's about a, a safe and healing space that I think yeah. She and wanted it, that from him, and it's just and this thing of her. like every single person in the world thinks that Taylor Swift's boyfriend should be doing something more, except mm-hmm. for Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. Like he just like he's talking to all these voices in the ear, his ear, and then he just goes home to his nice girlfriend who's humming in the kitchen. Yeah. He's like she wanted nice. sweet nothing from him. Yeah. I find it really emotional and I also think a lot about what it must have been like in the Swift Alwyn household Ooh. on the day after Conversations with Friends got came out. Critically pumped. It got pumped. And like, listen, everyone's had bad reviews and no mm. one's had more shitty days in the press than Taylor Swift. And I think the ways she would have gone to him and she would have been like, okay, babe, like this happens. Mm-hmm. This is your first one of these. I'm here for you. I've done this before. And the way that straight men curdle from oh, you yeah. when you try and give them too much help. They just want to go on a really long run. I bet he went on the longest, most passive aggressive oh, run. Ran all over Highgate. Yeah, <laughs> up those, and down. He and ran all the way to Brixton. Hills are steep. <laughs> yeah, and I, like and that thing of like when you when when men feel like they're like straight men anyway, when oh, they feel yeah. like they're being dictated to or overly oh, helped emotionally no, speaking. And I can imagine her being the person she is being like, no, but like there's nobody in the world oh, who knows this feeling of the press being mean to you more on something you worked on yeah. than me and him saying, and now we're talking about you again. Oh, I just, I can feel it in my water. Yeah. And the knowledge that both, he probably wouldn't have got that part if he wasn't Taylor Swift's boyfriend and he wouldn't have been panned so thoroughly if he wasn't Taylor Swift's boyfriend. Yeah. And they both know that yeah yeah they both know it and also the sense that like he in that role it was impossible because not only was he an English person playing an Irish person which is a famously fucking hard thing to do oh yes and as an aside I know we're running out of time I just want to say that there are about 75,000 accents within the country of Ireland (laughs) because Ireland never had an industrial revolution and I honestly think if you want to give doing an Irish accent a shot Fucking do it. You'll probably land on an accent that exists. Yes. Do you know Fine. What? I didn't care. No. I, did, I mean, I, I couldn't possibly comment on whether or not he had a good Irish accent. But... It was fu- I thought it was actually kind of grand. But like, <laughs> the, um, the thing Joe, is... you did great. You did great for listening. <laughs> well done. Great. Was the show that great? Probably not. But like, um, the... the Anyway, the um, he wasn't just in that role as Taylor Swift's boyfriend mm. he was also following Paul Mescal oh god I mean like that is the fucking sandwich of <sighs> I don't doom. know of a doom, doom. like the biggest sort of breakout heartthrob of the last mm. decade like probably since Timothy Chalamet I feel sick for him like that's a sickening position to be in and I'm so sorry poor simple Joe was put I'm, in it and I don't think that helped their relationship which is already probably on the on the down no. now listen there is one more song on this album it's Mastermind and I don't really care for it I think it's banger but, <laughs> but like we know what Mastermind's about oh, we, I mean it's, it's she's written it she's like I met you I decided we were going to date 
and we did. Mm-hmm. And then if you look at it, the, as the album, you know, the snake eating its own tail, look what happened. Uh, they broke up. Yeah. And I also think it's like women decide when the relationship is going to happen and also women decide when the relationship yeah. breaks up. And here she is masterminding her own breakup right now yeah. because she knows she's going to have to. She's the one who's pulling yeah. the strings. But we are going to have to pause here, even though we haven't got to the special songs at the end. Yeah. Perhaps we'll do a follow-up. Who knows? Yeah. But first, we've got to go to dinner in the absolutely ludicrous Alpine Spa Hotel that we are staying in, in the middle of Austria. Why are we here? We're not sure. <laughs> we found it on the internet and we thought, cool, that's a holiday. We are in the middle of a private cinema that is nestled in the basement of this off-season ski hotel that we got Luxury. at a very reasonable price because Luxury it's the off-season. Luxury hotel. Luxury. I can't speak to how luxurious this hotel is. But this beautiful private cinema, <laughs> very well sound. Where we were sitting on the floor of. <laughs> sitting on the floor of it. But we also last night did a separate um, screening of yeah. the entire Midnight's album just for ourselves yeah. for a little dance and sing along um, which only stopped when the hotel's HR manager and architect came to join us <laughs> and were so humorless that we were like absolutely not we can't, we can't, <laughs> we can't go this. now we're going to bed yeah and they also attempted to uh, uh, shit talk Taylor Swift I and mean, we just weren't having we, it we just left <laughs> we literally were like We've listened to the whole album now. You do whatever you do. Yeah. Um, it was yeah. such an odd evening. Such an odd um, evening. Well, I would not trade for anything. No, but honestly, this hotel, absolutely <laughs> extraordinary. It is, we're at the stage of, in life where newly opened hotels, and this hotel is newly opened, which is why it's very cheap, um, are made for millennials by millennials. Yeah. And it shows, and we're having the loveliest time. I mean, this isn't a sponsored podcast, but no, it's called but if the it Komodo, were, and if it's it in were. Austria. <laughs> Thanks to the Komodo for letting us use your cinema. We're going to go to dinner now and eat some farm-to-table, locally sourced, seasonal, organic food. (laughs) And drink six wines. (laughs) Wow. Okay, well, thank you for this incredibly intense, close reading of Midnight. I've so enjoyed it. I've loved it. Every moment. It's just, it's so lame. (laughs) I would do it again, and I think I probably will in about five minutes. (laughs) Bye, everyone. Bye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.